Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And the Sacred City Life Podcast is a podcast for the members of Sacred City Church and anybody else who listens. And it's just about following Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life. And it's our, what we're trying to do in this new year, we've been trying to do it for the past couple months, is have at least a couple of podcasts per month to help you think rightly about the world, about the story of God, about God, about your life, and just be helpful because it's not easy to follow Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life. And one of the things that I want to talk about today is something that I'm asking the Lord to do in 2021, and that is I am praying and asking God for gospel renewal. And gospel renewal, I mean, you put those two words together, and it means, I want, you could even say, so there's, think of, a, think of the, the world as a cycle of renewal and declension, okay? I think everything kind of works that way, Right? Forests grow, forests have forest fires, and they die. eventually they get to a certain age and they die and they decay, and then out of that death and decay comes new life, right? And it, that's, that's a cycle of renewal, right? That's a cycle of things, things grow, things kind of stagnate, things begin to de- decline, and then they, they renew, they restore, well, I think that's the way the gospel works in our life. I think that's the way the gospel has been working since um, Jesus first preached it. That it comes to us and it gives us new life and it's really invigorating and exciting and it produces a lot of joy in us. And then we can reach this point where we're almost, we've, we've kind of assumed the gospel, we kind of forget the gospel, we kind of take it as, take it for granted, and then when we begin to not have that intimate connection, vital relation to the gospel, we begin to, to spiritually decline. We go through. I mean, it's called you can. It's called spiritual declension. You feel far from God, and when we feel far from God, we seek after other things to make us happy. Money, sex, power, control, all these different things. And and so I'm asking the Lord for gospel renewal in 2021. And what I mean by that is for those of us who've been around for a while, those of us who've been familiar with the gospel, that the gospel would renew us that can mean a lot of different things. It means it would go deeper into us and we would live more in line with its reality. God would become, um, maybe, our, maybe our sin would become more clear to us and that sin would drive us deeper into the realities of God. And I want to see that happen on a personal level for me, my family, my, and then in a, my missional community with my elders and then ultimately as, and then every MC, I want to see this happen in every MC, and then church-wide, we could experience 
gospel renewal. So gospel renewal happens when gospel doctrine is believed, trusted in, and lived out. And that gospel doctrine creates gospel renewal, right? Or gospel, and a, a gospel culture. So it changes the way things feel. And the reason, one of the reasons I want, I'm praying that, that we would do this. And you guys just jump in because I'm just kind of riffing. I'm going off of, we don't have sure. any notes or anything. We're just talking. And I've got Bryson and Kevin with me today. Um, I think many people have believed in a false version of either progress or a false version of declension. And here's what I mean by that. In our culture today, you basically have two worldviews that I see predominantly. One is a false version of progress that believes mankind is on a conveyor belt to utopia. That we are getting smarter, our technology is getting more and more advanced, we are quote-unquote evolving and doing all these great things, and we, we hate the past, we reject all modes of authority, we reject all institutions, and all we want is unlimited progress, and we believe that through the right education, through the right political ideals, through enough economic, the right economic system, we can progress into this human utopia. Okay? Now, I think that's a faulty view of history, and I think that's a faulty view of humanity, um, and I think it's failing us right now because we've divor- divorced scientific facts from moral facts, and we've categorized moral facts now into the as realm of values, you just everybody has personal values. So we're trying to progress without any shared morality, and so what what that's leading to us is is animosity, hatred, immorality, and a society that's ultimately going to collapse on itself, which I think is what we're seeing in the West right now. I think Western society is eating itself alive because it's divorced itself from a moral universe. It's divorced itself from God. Okay. So that's a pro Marxism is in that this faulty view of progress. The enlightenment was a big piece of it. Wars usually have a great way of, uh, you know, slowing that, but it seems like we've jumped right back on the bandwagon. We believe it. Okay. Now at the same time, there's a faulty view of history and progress. That's actually like declension. So, this view is kind of like ever since Constantine made Christianity the official religion of the empire, we've been on a slow slide in declension, a slow slide down, right? Mm-hmm. And this is more like right-wing politics people and preachers who believe that basically things are going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and, worse and then, then comes Jesus, And this, if you look at morality, just morality alone, that might be true. But if you look at human flourishing as a whole, that's not true. Mm. Um, If you look at poverty and the ability to, you know, life expectancy and the ability and just, um, you know, human flourishing around the globe as a whole, I think it is clear that we, humankind, is progressing in some ways, technologically, 
uh, sanitation-wise, clean water, food, access to food, all these different things, right? Yeah. So one worldview says is devoid of God, basically, and says we're on this human progress towards utopia, except for morality. And the other view says, actually, morality is all that matters, and look, at clearly, we're just going down, 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 down. And, and then they point at things in our culture, like us losing Christian influence in the academy and in politics and in positions of power and homosexual marriage being, you know, deemed deemed good and and the transgender stuff going on and they have this idea of just spiritual declension and many of them are just saying right now we need to rise up and fight and take this country back and blah 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 and i don't think that's a biblical either one of these is a biblical view of history or a biblical view of the future i think if you track human history through the Bible and through where we are today, you see it's more of a seasonal. It's, it's more, so think of our seasons, right? Summer, it's hot. Fall, right? Starts getting chilly. Leaves start falling. Winter, it's cold. And then spring. And you have this cycle, right? This, this life cycle. I think there's a spiritual life cycle that's like that. You see it in the Old Testament. God comes to his people. There's spiritual renewal, right? As they renew their covenant with God and they repent of their sin and it goes well for a little while and things are awesome and then there's spiritual declension as people walk away from God, as they get cold to the reality of grace and gospel and God and then God comes to them again and they cry out in repentance and fasting and prayer and then there's a spiritual renewal, right? And there's, there's, this, there's this constant cycle all through the Old Testament. And I think you even see that same cycle in the New Testament. With the disciples, you know, the, their spiritual life kind of ebbs and flows with Paul planting churches and the people responding to the gospel and receiving the gospel. And then he goes away for a little bit and he's like writing to the Galatians, how, how quickly you've walked away from the gospel. Like what's going on in Corinthians? He's looking back going, what happened in Corinth? Like, and it's this, and he, he's writing for them to repent and he's writing for them to experience spiritual renewal and remember what, remember where they've came from and remember the gospel, what that, which they believed in which they stand and by which they're being saved. So there's a past, present, and future reality to the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 3. And then you track that to the book of Revelation. You've got churches that have lost their first love, and he's calling them out of lukewarmness and back to their first love. And then you've got this all through history. Kingdoms embracing Christianity and then falling away from Christianity and you've got the Reformation, which is the Reformation was the gospel's light had been dimmed, right? And went out, basically, in Europe. And, and the gospel, the real gospel message had been lost because the Catholic Church was corrupt and was preaching works-based religion. And then you have this rediscovery. You have this Reformation. You have this renewal movement through Luther and Calvin and Zwingli and all the others. And this spiritual vibrancy 
came back to Germany and, and Geneva and all these different places, right? Well, and then, you know, 400 years later, Martin Luther's Germany becomes Hitler's Germany, right? And so you see this rise and fall. You see this, it's almost like a tide. The, as the, you know, if you're swimming in the ocean, you can't stop the tide from going out. You, so you, in a sense, you can't stop the spiritual declension of people or of the world or of a culture. But what happens is as that tide goes out, it builds power and it comes back with more force, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the way the, the spirit of God has moved through history, through civilizations. So through Rome, through Europe, right? Different countries in Europe, through the United States, there's been an ebb and a flow. There's been spiritual renewal, spiritual declension. Obviously, our country is in a, in a series, the West period is in a, in a season of spiritual declension. Um, but Africa and Asia and different parts of Northern or Southern America, Latin America, they are experiencing seasons of renewal right now. And so what I'm wanting us to embrace is not this idea of history as, you know, just up and to the right, moving towards utopia, and we need to throw away all the past, and we need to get rid of all old institutions, and everything old is bad. Nor am I saying with the others that, nope, we're going downward, and everything old is right, and everything new and is bad, right? I'm saying, no, it's a cycle. It's a season. And we need, and so, and throughout the history of the church, there have been revivals. There have been the great awakenings. There have been seasons where things were really dark and really depressing and God showed up and saved a lot of people. And many times the people that he was saving wasn't people who didn't believe in God. It was people who already believed in God, but they didn't believe God. They didn't have a living, vibrant relationship with God. Jonathan Edwards, right? They, they were people who were Christian-ish, Christian morals, Christian behavior. They went to church. They prayed. They gave money in the offering. They helped the poor. They were highly moral people. And yet they didn't have a vibrant walk with Jesus. Their spirits weren't made alive to God. And the great, that's, that was what the Great Awakening was, was mainly moral people, Christian-ish people, like Isaiah, coming into the presence of the real God and saying, woe is me, I'm a man undone and of unclean lips. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. You know, like, and I need Jesus now. So it was people who believed in Jesus crossing the line into people who believe Jesus right now and experience him right now. And so spiritual renewal, so that's where I think we are right now. I, I think as a country, we are in spiritual declension and we need spiritual renewal. And, and we don't need to be fearful about the future. 
Kingdoms come, kingdoms go. Kingdoms rise, kingdoms fall, right? God is sovereign over it all. We need to be people who believe Jesus right now, who trust more in Jesus than we do princes or, or war horses, as, they, as it says in the Old Testament, that we don't trust America. We don't trust a president. We don't trust a political party. We trust in Jesus. And so no matter who's in the White House, no matter what policies that they're pushing down our throats, we have a peaceful, prophetic presence every day because we are personally experiencing gospel renewal. Mm. The gospel is working in our heart to cause us to trust Jesus, trust the providence of God right now rather than the things of this world. There's a, a quote by Lewis, and then even in, uh, I'm not even going to try and say his last name, but the book, uh, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, mm-hmm. Peter something. I he talks about getting through the wall. I think it's that book anyway. Peter Scazzaro. Yeah. And then Lewis um, has like this illustration of having a tooth pulled. I think it's in Mere Christianity and how it's like painful for a moment, but ultimately like the renewal of your teeth or whatever is on the other side of that moment of pain. And it got me thinking about someone who shared their story in our MC this last week, and they described a really like traumatic situation that they had not processed emotionally at all. Um, and so on the other side of renewal for that person, it's going to hurt really bad when they finally get to that thing. Um, so I guess what I'm wondering is, like, what's the thing that... First off, like, just because it hurts doesn't mean you should be discouraged that renewal's not coming. And then secondly, I don't know if I want to use the word persevere, but maybe that's the best word. Um, like, how do you persevere through the difficulty and the pain that comes with that back end of renewal? I think that's the whole reason why God allows spiritual declension. God is provident. He's, he's providential over spiritual declension. He's providential over decline, cultural decline, moral decline, spiritual decline. And it's meant to open our eyes to the reality that we are not in control. God is in control. We are not in heaven. We're on this earth and things are not made perfect. And we need God. When every, see, here's what happens. When everything is going well, so when my relationship with my wife is going well, my kids are being obedient, finances are in the bank, I, I humanly feel like, cool, everything's going good. I don't feel desperate for God mm-hmm. in that moment. God could show up to me or God could not. It doesn't really matter to me. Things are going well. But when the kingdom is shaken, when my relationship with my wife breaks down, when temptation overcomes me, when my kids are going haywire or something's going off the wall or somebody gets sick, it opens my eyes to reality that this world is not all there is, that sin is real and an ever-present reality, that it's trying to destroy me, destroy the family, that Satan is real, and it opens my eyes to my greatest need in the universe, which is God, right? Yeah. And so 
those hard providences, those severe mercies, when they come into our life, whether it through abuse or sickness, ultimately, or if it's just spiritual declension, then where we come to realize, I just don't really care about God right now. I just don't care. Many men right now are just, they're exhausted and they're worn out and they don't know the right way to, they don't know what to do. They didn't have good godly fathers growing up and godly, they don't have good examples of what a godly husband is and they just feel like failures. And many of them are like at the end of the rope ready to give up. And that's the exact moment where gospel renewal is meant to step in. Mm -hmm. Because we get to the end of our rope and we say, I can't do this. And it's a, it's a kind of a, a colloquialism, but it's true that you don't realize that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Yeah. Like when everything else has been taken away from you, then you realize, oh my goodness, I didn't need any of those things. The only thing I need for life and godliness is, is Jesus. And so spiritual renewal is that process of coming to the realization, I've gotten comfortable with the gospel, I've gotten lackadaisical with the gospel, I've been assuming the gospel, I haven't been, I haven't been enjoying the gospel, I haven't been meditating on the gospel, I haven't been bearing fruit in the gospel, I've just been going through the motions as a missional community leader, as a missional community member, as a husband, father, whatever it is, and you get to that point and then they, they call it holy discontent. You get this discontentedness with reality. This, like, I can't do this anymore. This ain't worth, this ain't worth it anymore. I'm not going to be lame, spiritually lame. I'm not going to be spiritually absent. I'm not going to be a spiritually negligent father. And you get this holy discontent where you want renewal. You want the reality of God. You want a vision of God like Isaiah had. You don't want to have this foggy vision of this, you know, dude upstairs, the, the big guy upstairs. You want an accurate vision of the real God that swallows up every fear in your life and spits you out as a complete... I, I, I was getting pretty excited there and I almost, <laughs> I wanted to cuss. Uh bad mamma jamma for Jesus. Like somebody who's had that, like, like a, like look at Peter. We see the rise and fall and rise again of Peter, right? He rose up, followed Jesus, had a great moment of inspiration and revelation. Who do you say that I am, Peter? You are the rock. You are the Christ, right? You are the, or you're the Christ. I'm sorry. You are the Christ, the Son of God, yes, upon this rock I'll build my church. Huge moment, a spiritual moment in Peter's life of, of we would say, renewal and just a peak moment in his life, mountaintop moment. And yet, Jesus was sovereign over the spiritual declension of Peter as well. You're going to betray me three times, and when you do, right, restore your brothers. And that was sovereign. That was in the providence of God. Peter betrayed Jesus, and he was a weakling in front of people betraying Jesus, right? The reality of, he didn't believe Jesus at the moment, right? 
Even when Jesus was saying, you're going to betray me? No, I'm not. I'll never betray you. Yeah. He believed in Jesus. He did not believe Jesus. Big difference. Mm. Jesus is saying, I'm going to be crucified. You're not going to be crucified, Jesus. Never. I won't let it. Jesus looks at Peter. Get behind me, Satan. Woo. Harsh word. Peter believed in Jesus, didn't believe Jesus, didn't take Jesus at his word. Then Jesus is crucified. Peter betrays him. Resurrected Jesus shows up to Peter. Everything that Jesus prophesied comes to pass. Jesus says, do you love me? Of course I do. Do you love me? Of course I do. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Of course I do. Feed my lambs. Jesus uses three different words for love there. Um, but he's just telling Peter, basically, I told you this was going to happen. He asks him three times, do you love me? How many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three times. So, and he's restoring Peter. He's, this Peter is now experiencing gospel renewal. You know, he came to Christ. He fell away from Christ. He came to Christ again. And that's the, that's the cycle. That's the gospel renewal cycle. And each individual person goes through that cycle many times in their life. And I want to say it's not inevitable. It's not an inevitable cycle. Um, there are off-ramps that, that should really concern us. So when you go through spiritual declension, it's not a guarantee you're going to experience spiritual renewal. Mm. Spiritual declension is meant to cause you to cry out to God. Seek him through prayer, seek him through fasting, seek him through giving financially, seek, seek him through reading the word, going into community, sharing with your community. If you ignore the fact that you're in spiritual declension, you could stay in spiritual declension for the, for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and be miserable. So it's meant to produce repentance. Yeah. Right? That's- it's the um, godly grief that's meant to lead us to repentance. And after repentance comes times of refreshing from the Lord, the book of Acts says. Yeah, that's where I think when people experience this holy discontent after their spiritual declension, I think people look at it as a negative thing. And I guess in some ways maybe it is because you're not at that high that you were once at. But there's... I don't know, an encouragement, and it should be, I think, viewed as an evidence of grace to say, I suck at following Jesus right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, even though it is an evidence of grace, and it should be an encouragement to us that renewal is starting to happen, I don't think it always feels like that. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't always feel like that. And... um but I think that's, and you see it in the Psalms all the time. You read the Psalms, you know? You see David's spiritual declension. You see Dave, David's spiritual renewal. And that's, that's the cycle of reality. You see him after, the fall, after his fall, after his time with Bathsheba. It's a season of grief. It's a spiritual, serious spiritual declension, right? But then you see him, after Nathan comes to him, you see spiritual renewal happen in his life. And so it's not an easy cycle. It's not a simple cycle. Um, it, it is painful, but it's meant to open our eyes to the reality of God. And that's what we need more than anything else. We need a living, vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ more than we need anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm tempted to go on a long podcast here, but I, I've got some meetings coming up, so I can't. I just want us 
I want you first off to assess where you're at right now in your life. Where are you at? Are you in spiritual declension? Are you in kind of a lackadaisical mode, just going through the motions? Are you experiencing spiritual renewal? One of the things I love about missional community life is usually you have everybody in a missional community in different places. And sometimes some people are experiencing spiritual declension while other people are coming to faith and experiencing spiritual renewal. And their spiritual renewal can give a lot of encouragement to those who are experiencing spiritual declension. What really sucks is when all mission, a whole missional community is apathetic. The whole missional community has reached the place where they're just going through the motions. And the death rattle is coming. Mm-hmm. Either that MC will begin to spiritually decline or they will pursue their first love and will experience gospel renewal. So ask yourself where you're at right now. Be honest with the Lord and then ask him for spiritual renewal. And as as we're coming up on this as we're coming up on Ash Wednesday in the season of Lent, I'm encouraging our church to be thinking about fasting and fasting for spiritual renewal and gospel renewal. And what would the Lord ask you to give up for Lent um, to see spiritual renewal or to experience spiritual renewal in your life? So, uh, and then you could even assess where's your, where's your MC at? If you're an MC leader, think about that. Where's your MC at? Am I in spiritual renewal? Am I in spiritual declension? Am I somewhere in the middle there? Um, and maybe have a conversation with your missional community and, and ask them what, can we pray? Can we fast? Can we give? Can we seek the Lord and ask him to renew us, bring gospel renewal to us in 2021? Because that's what our MC needs. That's what you need. That's what our church needs. That's what our city needs, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want any unbelievers stepping into a dead missional community, right? We want, a, we want them stepping in to a, a, a missional community that has spiritual life and vibrancy, so if I've uh, provoked any thought or questions, send me an email, uh, Justin Dean at sacredcitychurch.com. We love you guys. Hopefully this was helpful. We will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.